Hey everyone, welcome to episode 65, Falling in Love with Laundry. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So this topic is very, very touchy because I know the word laundry brings up a lot of emotions. How do I know that? Because I asked all of you. And you all, whenever I ask you a question, you always deliver. So I said, what is the first adjective you think of when I say the word laundry? And so here are some examples of things that you thought of. Exhausting, fresh, piles, never-ending, never-ending, clean but piled, endless, overwhelming, chore, daily, clean, ugh. (laughs) I like that adjective. The grateful repeat. It's not an adjective. It's more a sound like this. It's the guy from Elf. I can't think of his name right now. And he's saying, no. (laughs) Tedious, clean, excessive, endless, folding, tedious. So I want to do a little exercise with you, but I want to be very gentle. Because when I start to talk about laundry and then I try to ask people to maybe start thinking about laundry in a different way, they get very defensive of their hatred for laundry. I don't like the H word. We call it the H word in our family, and it doesn't mean H-E double hockey sticks. It means the word that rhymes with mate. And I don't like to use the H word, but I know there's a lot of H-A-T-R-E-D about laundry out there. So when I try to have you open up your mind and maybe not H-A-T-E it so much, people get very defensive because the brain wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. Always. That's what my brain does too. So it doesn't like to think different thoughts. It doesn't like to think, hmm, maybe I could think about this differently. It likes to be right. It's a right fighter. That's normal. Doesn't mean you're stubborn. Doesn't mean you're strong-willed. It's completely normal. It likes that certainty of being right. So when Smelly Kelly comes in and says, hey, maybe you should think about this in a little different way, the brain's like, you need to shut this girl off and shut her off now because she is annoying. So just let your brain freak out a little bit. Let it spaz out. And so I want to put laundry in the model. And I love doing this via video. And I do it all the time in our parenting boot camp, which you've probably seen. I like the visual of doing it via video because you can see it in the model. I know I have an addictive personality, so I get addicted to crazy weird things. And my family just kind of goes along with the flow like, oh, really? Is this your addiction of the month or the year or the of the of the decade? I've talked to you about many of them like couponing, scrapbooking, LaCroix. And so I am also addicted to memes. I mean, I can't get enough of them. They make me laugh so hard. And that's why I love watching TikToks because they're like a video meme. Sometimes I'm laughing so hard, I have tears coming out of my eyeballs over some of those TikToks. So some funny memes, and some of them are better to see visually, but one of them says, I wish my bank account filled up fast as my laundry basket, and there's a minion staring at a basket with this like face like, really? (laughs) Sorry, I'm just cracking myself up. 
all of my dirty clothes are noticeably dirty. Now I have to do laundry. She's literally sitting this pile of laundry that's overflowing their head on top of it. Like I can't, I'm running out of underwear. I used to have like 10 to 15 pairs of underwear, sorry, TMI. And I would think, I okay, I need to do laundry now because I'm running out of underwear. That's how bad it was. And then this other one says, me, I'm going to fold and put all my laundry away today. And she's holding this basket and she looks so hopeful. She's laying on the bed flat out in a star position. And she says, me, after folding one shirt. <laughs> okay. And then she says, based on the, oh, I love this one. Based on the amount of laundry I do each week, I'm going to assume that there are people who live here that I have not met yet. One of them says, laundry, there's washing, which is 30 minutes, drying, which is 60 minutes, putting away, seven to 10 business days. Oh my, I'm like, literally, my eyes are watering. This is not normal. Do you guys laugh at memes as much? And you're not even seeing the visual. Okay, so there's a lot of negative energy around laundry. Even saying the word laundry brings up a lot of big feelings. So I'm going to help you untangle laundry a little bit because this is a really good exercise to do on an inanimate objects because when you run the model on something like laundry, which is, we all know, very neutral, it's not even alive. If you do the model on laundry and practice with laundry, or it could be the dishwasher, or it could be mopping, or it could be vacuuming, or it could be clean your bathrooms, or the toilet, or your car, whatever that pain point is, whatever that thing is, or your closet, bomb, bomb, bomb. If you saw my closet some days, oh my. And like David, his closet, I've known him since 1999, and I've never seen his closet out of order. How is that possible? So I'm going to get to that in a little bit, about what it's like to live with someone who does it so naturally and so in his sleep. And then for me, I'm not natural in my sleep, and the friction and the tension that comes up because of that, well, I can talk about it right now. For the first 15 years of our marriage, 15 years, our biggest argument was division of labor. Like, legit. It was so often that I would write it in my journal so I could keep track. And then it would be about the recycle bin one time. And then I'd be like, okay, let me just focus on the recycle bin. And then the next time would be on using the garbage disposal in a wrong way. Like, can we fight about something like that has some teeth in it? This is such the same old, same old. So I'm going to talk to you how the model helped me. And I don't think that we've had an argument about division of labor or chores or recycle bins in like five years. I believe in unicorns because it was so, you know, like the normal arguments you're supposed to have as a married couple, it was never a topic. It was always division of labor. Always. Because it's very natural for him and it was very unnatural for me. It's still unnatural for me and it takes a lot of mind management, but it's a lot easier. And I will tell you, living in a uncluttered home leads to uncluttered minds and it leads to less stress. So I want to like sell this to you in a way that the grass is greener on the other side because there is no finish line. It's always that maintenance. So if you can get to maintenance mode, it's almost like losing weight. For me, losing weight is so hard, but living in maintenance zone is so much easier. Some people, it's the opposite. Losing weight is easy because it's a goal and it's like they're dialed in. And then when they get to their goal weight within that five pound range, then they just give it all up. They're like, oh, I can overindulge. I can overindulge. And then it's a death by a thousand cuts. And then all of a sudden they're like, how did I put on the 40 pounds that I just lost? How did that happen? And so they're on that cycle. So I just want to like come to you, not from a place of being on a high horse, but from a place of like been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and I'm still in it. Every single day I have to manage my mind around this stuff. Some people like laundry. 
I'm just going to pause right there because a lot of people like laundry. Not a lot of people. Some people don't have a lot of mind drama around laundry. So I'm fascinated by that. How do you do laundry without mind drama? So this is where the model comes in. And again, do not ever put me on any horse, any pedestal. I don't even like to say, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram. Don't follow me anywhere because we are locked arm in arm and doing this together, bro. Oh my God. Lily and I call each other bro and Grady all, I even call David bro sometimes. It's like a thing that Lily started and I can't stop. It's so funny every time she calls me bro. She's like, bro, I asked for jelly and you gave me strawberry and I like grape. I'm like, sorry, bro. How am I supposed to know? You want something done right? You do it yourself, bro. It just makes everything, when you're having like a tense moment, just adding the word bro in there, I don't know, it makes me laugh. So using the model with laundry, the reason why I want to sell this to you is not only because it's awesome to like not have mind drama around laundry, but when you can do it with laundry, then the way you do one thing is a way to do all the things. So it's good practice because you can use the model to do laundry, and that's inanimate. And then you can use laundry on your relationships, on your husband, on your wife, on your kids, on your dog, on your greedy greedy grandpappy. You can use it on your mother-in-law. You can use it on your boyfriend. You can use it on your girlfriend. You can use it on boyfriend's sister. You can use it on your mom. You can use it on your dad. You can use it on your uncle. You can use it on your aunt. Do you see where I'm going? But when you practice with laundry, it's almost fun to play around and like tease with the words and tease with the emotions because then you can kind of get a grasp on how the model works and then apply it to all the other things like sweeping, mopping, making your bed. I have a lot of mind drama around making my bed. And I live with someone who has no mind drama around any of it. And I watch him like he's a zoo animal. I'm like, that is fascinating to me. If he wants to make the bed, he just makes the bed. It's the most bizarre thing ever. So don't ever say, I want to be like Kelly. That is not a goal you want in your life. You want to be more like yourself because I have my 50-50. So if you want to be like Kelly, then you have to deal with all the crazy thoughts. You have to deal with all the addictions. You have to deal with all the anxiety. You have to deal with all the sleepless nights, worrying about things that you can't do anything about. So you have your 50-50. I have my 50-50. So you don't want to be more like me. I promise it's a mess up here. It's a constant work in progress. My goal for you is to be more like you and to listen to your own voice. So I'm always trying to use the Tony Robbins quote, unleash the power within. Let's put laundry in the model. I get nervous about doing this because it's almost like I'm telling you to like your ex-boyfriend who cheated on you 15 times and be like, you remember that ex-boyfriend that broke your heart and you cried for six months? We're going to start liking him now. He's a good guy and people want to punch me in the face. So I'm kind of stalling even bringing it up because I can feel the defensive energy that there's no way you can ever love laundry. So this is when bridge thoughts are really good. Well, maybe I can't love laundry, but maybe I can see laundry as neutral. And people are like, no, I will never like laundry. I'm like, okay, maybe you can like it. Maybe you cannot H-A-T-E it so much. So I want you to think of laundry as a person in your life, like how you think about your kids or how you think about your spouse. And when you have negative thoughts for your kids or your spouse or your ex-husband or your ex-boyfriend, the way you think about them, you will probably see them in that light. So think of laundry as a relationship, kind of like we did when we're talking about time. What feelings, what adjectives come up when I mention time? There's never enough. I'll never catch up. I'm so overwhelmed. I never have any time for myself. So I just want you to kind of do a thought download of what words and what sentences and what phrases come up for you when you think about laundry. Let them all come up. So we're going to put laundry in the C line. Now remember, the model is C, T, 
F-A-R. I wish I could do the visual, but let's just do it together. Do you know I was like the worst waitress ever because I was such a visual person that people would be like, can I have some ketchup? I'm like, sure, I would love to get to some ketchup. I know it's for your five-year-old. Of course I will. I love five-year-olds. And then I go back to the kitchen. Whoosh, no idea. I go back to the table. I'm like, everything okay? And they'd be like, um, ketchup as our fries are getting cold. I'm like, oh, that's right. If I didn't write it on my hand or on a piece of paper, it went out the window. So that's why I was, I was, I was pretty good at like the meet and greet and like the big things, but like getting the salt and pepper or remembering the straw or the ketchup, cuckoo, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Forget it. I would forget it like as soon as they told me. It's kind of like when someone tells you their name and then two minutes later, you try to introduce them to your spouse and you're like, uh, this is a very nice person I just met. <laughs> okay. So we're going to put in the model C-T-F-A-R. If you haven't listened to the podcast about the model, I'll give you a short little summary. The C stands for circumstance. The T stands for thought. The F stands for feeling. The A stands for action. The R stands for result. This is what I went through six months of training with Brooke Castillo to learn about the model. It is life-changing if you want it to change your life. Again, you can H-A-T-E laundry as long as you want. Or you can maybe be like, hey, maybe laundry is not my enemy. Maybe I could like be pals with laundry. So the circumstance is laundry. Now, I don't want to put laundry in the circumstance line because the word is so weighted. It's so heavy. It's so filled with so many emotions when I just say the word. Overwhelm, stress, never ending. So I don't even want you to put laundry. I want you to write this out. Or if, you, if you're driving, obviously don't write it. If you're running on the treadmill, do not write it. It's so cool to think like you guys are like working out and like driving and like doing yoga and like going for walks and like listening to me. The other day, I pressed my, fr um, my neighbor friend, Sherry, and she was listening to my podcast as I ran into her. It was the funniest and coolest thing ever. So hi, Sherry, if you're listening. That was so cool. I was like, because when I started this podcast, I was like, if I can just get to 10 episodes and I can have one person listen, then that's a success. And if I can help one family, and now we're at what, 60? We're at the middle of the 60s. This is insane. Okay. So the C is laundry. I don't want you to put laundry in the C line unless you love laundry. So instead, let's even break it down even more because in the C line, it has to be a fact. It has to be something that can be proven in the court of law. It has to be something if you ask a million, gabillion people, they will all agree with you. So instead of putting laundry in the C line, let's put something a little bit less charged, like 60 pieces of clothing in a hamper. Let's just guess it's 60. I have no idea how much laundry you have in your hamper. So we're going to put 60 pieces of laundry, 60 pieces of clothing in a hamper. If you don't want to write that long, just say 60 dash clothes. Then we have thoughts. This is the unintentional. The unintentional is what happens without mind management. So then the thought about laundry, I would say the overriding thought that you all have and I have without mind management is there's too much laundry. So that's the overriding thought. There's too much laundry. So remember, your thoughts drive your feelings, which drive your actions, which drive your results. So the feeling that we have from this unintentional model that there's too much laundry, the feeling will be overwhelm. Let's just go with that. You can only put one sentence in the T line. The sentence is, there is too much. It's not really a sentence, but there's too much laundry. There's too many clothes to wash. Then the feeling will be overwhelmed. You can only put one feeling in the F line. You can't put overwhelmed, stressed. You can put whatever word you want. I'm just using this as an example. This is plug and play. Do not ever take my words as the only way. I hope I've said that 55,000 times on this podcast. There's a hundred right ways. So there's a hundred words you can put in the F line. It might not be overwhelmed. 
but most people are feeling stressed and overwhelmed and can't get everything done. So I'm going to help you be able to get everything done. So the circumstance is 60 pieces of laundry. The thought is there's too much. The feeling is overwhelmed. The action usually when we're feeling overwhelmed is to procrastinate and not to do it. This is normal. This does not mean there's something wrong with you. Doesn't mean there's something wrong because you weren't picked on the third grade soccer team or the third grade kickball team. That you have these deep, dark secrets from your past that cause you not to do laundry. Has nothing to do with anything. It has to do with your brain. So the action is to do nothing. And that is an action. Inaction is an action. So the action would be inaction. Do nothing. So then the result always proves the T line of the thought. So the result is there's going to be even more laundry. There's too much. Because I pulled all of you and I said, what is the hardest part about doing laundry for you? And I broke it down into steps. So I asked you all, what's the hardest part of laundry for you? One, gathering and sorting clothes and washing. Two, transferring clothes to the dryer. Three, taking clothes out of the dryer. Four, sorting and folding. Five, putting away folded clothes. Six, hanging clothes or seven other. So most people were good until it comes to the folding and putting away. I would say five, putting away folded clothes was the hardest. And so when you look at this model, the overwhelm doesn't always come from the amount of laundry in the basket. So what you could say, instead of on your seed line, you could say 60 pieces of folded clothes. So that would be an interesting thing to put in the seed line. So wherever your pain point is, if it's the dirty laundry sitting in the hamper, put that in the seed line, the 60 pieces of dirty clothes. If it's on the back end of folding and putting it away, then put that in the seed line. So you could put 60 pieces of clothes folded. You don't even say and ready to put away because that kind of induces a little shame like you're not putting them away. So then the T line is there's too much. Then the feeling is overwhelmed and the feeling of overwhelm drives you to do nothing. And then the result line is that there's too much. Now, I want to look at this model very closely. This is, this is the part that's going to unlock the power within. Your feeling of overwhelmed. No one likes to feel overwhelmed. That is not a feeling. If I were to have a platter of feelings to choose from, overwhelm would not be one that I would choose. So I just want to reassure you that the overwhelm does not come from the 60 pieces of clothes. We all want to blame the laundry for our feelings, but the laundry is inanimate. It does not exist. It's not alive. So I just want to reassure you, this is the part that's going to unleash the power within yourself. And this is going to be the aha moment. Your feeling of overwhelm does not come from the 60 pieces of clothes staring at you. The overwhelm comes from the thought there is too much. You might have other thoughts like, why do I have to do all the laundry? Why doesn't my spouse help? Why don't my kids help? And kind of come across with the martyr energy. So if it's the thought is, why do I always have to do it? Why me? Like the victim energy, the villain will always be the people that aren't doing it. And so put that in the T line. Why do I always have to do it? We can't put a question in the T line. So we can put a statement like I have to do it all. So the sky is falling. Poor me. Victimhood. This is normal for the brain. My brain does it too. I'm not trying to say you're acting like a victim. Literally, the thoughts that come across your brain will create these feelings. It's not the laundry. How cool is that? The laundry doesn't have to change. Oh, and P.S., the laundry is never, ever going to go away. So if the laundry is never, ever going to go away, 
then how do we want to think about laundry? Do we want to keep feeling overwhelmed? We totally can, but just know it's coming from our thoughts and not from the laundry. So we have choices with our laundry. We could get a laundry service. We could have someone come in and do our laundry for us. We could ship our kids off to boarding school so we'd have fewer clothes. We could have our spouse and kids do it all, which that would be like find a unicorn to have that happen. So break down every single option of the laundry or the clothes in your basket and just know that you're opting into it. We chose to have these kids and marry this dude or this dudette. And so we chose this life and so we opted in. So how do we want to show up for our laundry? Because there's lots of things in my life that overwhelm me. I don't want laundry to be one of them. I can make laundry be one of them, but I choose not to. I'd rather save the feeling of overwhelm for other things. But if you want to feel overwhelmed about laundry, you totally can. You just have to know that it comes from your thoughts and it doesn't come from actual laundry. So when you move to the intentional model, we're going to think consciously about this. And we know that our thoughts create our feelings. So we still, so now we're moving the intention model, CTFIR, same thing. Now you flip the paper over and you do the same thing, CTFIR. I do this all the time. Sometimes I just do it in my head. So the, the 60 pieces of laundry is still there. The thought is it could be something different. Now, this is where people get very defensive. I want to H-A-T-E my laundry. You totally can. I don't want to take that away from you. You can totally H-A-T-E it. But remember, we opted in. It's not going anywhere. We could pay someone to come in. If I won the lottery tomorrow, I wouldn't pay someone to come into my house to do my laundry because, number one, I don't want them touching my clothes. And number two, I don't want, what am I going to be just sitting on the couch while they're folding my clothes? Like, that's weird. So I don't want another person, another energy vibration in my house doing work for me while I'm just in the kitchen cleaning. That's weird. That would be bizarre. So I, I know that that's not an option. I don't want to send it out. I don't want to bring it to the laundromat. I don't want to farm it all off on the kids and David. They can help, of course, and they do. But I don't want to pawn it off all on them. And then I'm just sitting on the couch drinking my LaCroix, which I stopped drinking. So we're going to the intentional model. This is where conscious living comes in handy. Because remember, you can be overwhelmed with laundry. I promise. I'm not taking that away from you. Just know it comes from your thoughts and it doesn't come from laundry. Because what feels like a lot of laundry for you might feel like nothing for someone else. Someone with four kids in laundry versus someone who has no kids in laundry, big difference. So we still have the 60 pieces of clothes sitting in the basket, ready to be washed, or they're the folded ones that we can't put away. You get to choose. So then you get to choose your thoughts. Here are some things that you might want to think on purpose, but you don't have to. You can H-A-T-E laundry the rest of your life, I promise. But when we get to the action line, people always ask me, how do you stay up on your laundry? And I give them the actions. But if it's not fueled by the right emotion, it falls flat every time. So thoughts that I think, because when I go look at that pile, I start to feel overwhelmed because my thought is there's too much. When is it ever going to end? Why is there always so much? I try to do the why me thing, but it just falls flat because I know they do help. But I, I do see myself going into the victim mode. Like, when was the last time he did it? When was the last time she did it? When was the last time he did it? So we have a system that works in our family, but I don't even want to tell you the system because the system won't work unless you change your thoughts. It doesn't really work to do the system when you're coming from a feeling of overwhelm. Your feelings and your emotions are the gas to your car. So if I give you the system that works in our family, you will say, oh, that won't work. Or you'll say, that's, that's too much. Or that would never work. I can't help you with strategies unless I help you with the T-line first. That would be very unfair. It's kind of like people when they want help 
from me to lose weight. And I spend a lot of time on the A-line. Okay, you're going to eat this. You're going to work out this way. You're going to drink this much water. You're going to check in me with daily. You're going to do this. You're going. I spend so much time on the A-line, but I don't spend any time on the T and the F. They don't get results. The only way they get results if they focus on the T line, because if they're like, I never lose weight, I'm always going to be overweight, I've been like this since I was a child, I have a bad thyroid. If that's the thought, that's going to create the feeling of helplessness or overwhelm or stress, and then that's driving the action. So it's going to be very short-lived. So in the intentional model, some things that you could think, but you don't have to, are, I'm grateful for this laundry because it means that I have children that are healthy. And that's a thought that I use a lot when I go to look at the pile, my brain will go to, why me? Poor me. And then I'm like, nope. And I, I have the snap of a pen in my head. And I'm like, I'm going to think with consciousness. I'm going to just watch my thoughts and how it goes straight to the victim. And the villain is actually the laundry sometimes. And then I'm like, nope. You know how much I prayed for these babies? Six years of Dave and I doing our laundry on our own. And that was so easy and so lame. And I just begged to fold clothes of children and little socks and booties and clothes that had spit up on them. And now they're older, so I'm just folding different things. And when I'm doing that, I come from a place of like, I'm so thankful that I have this laundry because this laundry represents family. This is the family I prayed for. This is the family I wished for. This is the family that we spent so many years of infertility. I cried. We prayed. And this isn't like, I don't write this all down. It's all just thoughts are just flying through my head because remember we have 60,000 thoughts so then the thought is it could be that or it could be like I love the thought of um take control of the raffia like my sister and I were making bows and I was making raffia bows and she was making raffia bows and I was having such a hard time with it and it looked like a second grader made my bow and hers looked like Martha Stewart I'm like you're so good at it I'm so bad at it she's like you know what you gotta do you gotta take control of the raffia you gotta show it's who's boss and she kind of like pretended like she was like bossing the raffia around and did it really strong. And so I kind of do that with laundry. I'm like, I got you, boo. This laundry, oh, please, I'm going to take control of the raffia here. So that's another thought that I have. Some other thoughts I have are, I try to remember the experience of what was happening when they were in this clo- in these clothes. So this helps a lot when they're like in sports and I'm like folding their sports stuff. I'm like, I am so, I love watching them play sports. And I love doing the laundry for their sports clothes. Sounds kind of silly. So those are some thoughts that you could have. Or you could have the thoughts of, I'm so thankful that I have a washer and dryer. I have running water. I can take these clothes and put them in the dryer. Are you kidding me? This is insane. I was in Cuba for a week. They were, we were walking like 17 miles to a lake to wash our clothes in this dirty lake. It was like, what? So the fact that, and then we have tied pods. Are you kidding me? We have tied pods that we just drop in and we come out 55 minutes later and we throw it in the dryer. Are you kidding me? We are so, that we have electricity, that we have enough money in our bank account to pay the electricity bill every single month, that we have electricity. So these are thoughts that like literally fly through my mind. And when one thought doesn't work, I have one to back it up and then one to back it up and then one backed it up. So then my feeling coming from those thoughts is gratitude. Oh, I love when gratitude drives my feelings or drives my actions. Because when gratitude drives your actions, then you're folding it with this like softer, gentler energy and almost like a reminiscent, nostalgic way. And then the action is you're going to do it because you're like, oh, I can knock this out. This is going to be so easy. And I'm so grateful to do it. It's going to, and what really helps me is setting a timer. 
because I my brain is like a squirrel. So setting a timer for like, you can knock it out in like three to five minutes. I also encourage, now don't shoot the messenger. This is just a suggestion. I've tried it a lot of different ways. I've tried the Saturday laundry. I've tried the every other day. I've tried what works best in our family. It doesn't have to work best in your family, but in the A-line, doing it every day for us works best because when I go to do the laundry pile or the kids do or David does, it's less overwhelming. And then the result is that you're grateful to have laundry, that you finish the laundry, you're caught up on the laundry. And guess what happens when you catch up on laundry? Because every day we catch up on laundry and guess what happens when you catch up on laundry? Absolutely nothing, I promise. But there's no overwhelm whatsoever. So we don't really fold our clothes. We kind of just lay them flat. So the system that we have in our house, that works. But again, this is just one system. Your brain's not going to like this because remember your brain, H-A-T-E-S, laundry. So here I am having you go from like H-A-T-I-N-G it and then from loving it and like having grateful and like folding it with um, joy in your heart. You're like, girl, please, you can just step back. So just know that there's a choice in this. And this is like the goal to get to if you want to, but you can H-A-T-E laundry for the rest of your life. Just know it's never going over anywhere and the overwhelm will never go away. And it's like a wasted emotion, but you can always know that you're choosing it with consciousness that you're choosing to be overwhelmed because sometimes the laundry, I get backed up and I'm like, this is too much. Why did I do this? And I feel overwhelmed and I see all my thoughts flying through and I'm just like, you know what? Right now I'm going to feel overwhelmed. This is just too much. And then it makes me take action the next day to not let it go off. So if you feel overwhelmed, that's okay. Just know you're choosing it with consciousness and that's part of your 50-50. It doesn't always have to be like grateful. Oh my gosh, I can't believe these socks that he wore. I remember the day that he ran and made that basketball shot. Like some days you're going to be overwhelmed. Just know that it's a choice based on your thoughts, not a laundry. I don't want you blaming laundry for your feelings. I want you to not blame your thoughts, but know that it comes from your thoughts. And this is super fun because the laundry doesn't have to change and it never will which is a good thing. It's such a good thing to practice with because you could see all your thoughts and you're like, wait, maybe I could maybe I could tease this one away. Let me play with this. Let me play around with this thought a little bit. So the system that works for our house in the A-line is doing it every day and then it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So one of us will wash it. The other one dries it. It's not like, it's not like we have different jobs, but it's who's ever around kind of thing. So in the morning, it's always filled. I use my washing machine as almost like a hamper. So I fill it up. I empty all the hampers. We used to use our washing machine as the hamper, and don't kill me, but we don't sort laundry. I know it sounds crazy, but we've never had an accident. We've probably had one accident as far as bleeding clothes in like 20 years. So the white shorts, I probably wouldn't throw in there, but everything else, it's free game. So we used to do that, but David's a big laundry, a big hamper guy. I do not like hampers. I'd rather just use the washing machine as a hamper, but I lost that. I lost that um, that bet because everybody wanted hampers in the room. I'm like, really, bro? So anyway, it's filled every morning. We run it. Someone will throw it in the dryer. David or I will, not the kids usually. And then the kids have their days. Monday, Wednesday, Friday is one child. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is the other child. That child has to pull it out of the dryer, which for me, for some reason, pulling out of the dryer is the hardest part of laundry. I know that sounds weird. Then they sort it. And all they have to do, they don't have to fold it. They just have to lay the clothes flat. Because the reason why we fold is because we want to avoid wrinkles. So they just have to take the clothes and sort it. Now, if your kids are little, they can sort it. You can have them pick out, what do you think, have them pick out just their clothes and sort that. Or you could have them pick out all the pink clothes or all the white clothes and do like a game out of it. Even though they're not really helping, they're still helping in a different way. And then you gradually move them up so they're helping in a way that's more convenient for you. 
So my kids are 9 and 12 now, almost 10 and 12. And so they sort the laundry based on person. So there's four piles. Then sometimes they deliver it to the room. Sometimes they don't. That's extra credit. And so everybody puts their own laundry away. Now, when they're putting it away, they don't put it away in the way that you probably want them to. Like Grady's jammies, they don't need to be folded up. So if they're laying flat in his drawer, that's okay with me. If that's not okay with you, then change that part. But you always have, you do have to let go of control a little bit and it doesn't have to be perfect. Our laundry system is very B minus. David is very particular about the way he puts his clothes away. So I don't want anything to do with that. Lily is a little bit more particular. And then for some reason, we chose this random age of 10. When they turn 10, they're in charge of hanging all their clothes. But we will hang their clothes, like like Grady, his collared shirts. We hang his clothes until he's 10. And once he's 10, which is like weeks away, they are on their own. So that was just a random number we came up with. I have no idea why. When they get a little bit older, then they're going to be in charge of the washing and the drying. Totally fine, but it's all in stages and ages. It doesn't bother us to do it. So then I have a pile of clothes because the clothes pile isn't that big. So then my brain goes to want to put it away. And my brain's like, no, I'll do it later. But I'm like, oh, I can knock this out. And another thing I do, because I, for some reason, hanging clothes is really hard for me. I lay the clothes out that are for hanging. And sometimes I'll hang them. Sometimes I won't. But because I'm doing it so often, and we throw towels in there and blankets, and it doesn't waste water because um, we have energy-efficient machines. And we're always filling it with blankets or pillowcases or towels or if it's a little low, but it's very full actually every day. I will take the shirts and instead of putting them on the hangers, I will just wear them the next day. So if you ever see me and I'm in the same live, love, laugh shirt for like three days in a row, just know it's because I'm too L-A-Z-Y to hang it up. And I just wear it over and over and over. I do the same thing with my workout clothes. I have my workout clothes. I work out almost every day except for Sunday. And I wash it every day, mostly separate with the other fam- from the family because Oof, sometimes it makes the other clothes smell bad. Instead of putting away, I just put it over in a little corner with my sneakers so it's ready for the next day. And sometimes I swap it out. But these little systems and actions only work if you focus on the T-line. When you focus on the T-line, then it creates a feeling of gratitude or happiness or thankfulness. Different thoughts create different feelings, and then the feelings drive the actions. So create an action plan that works for you, but instead of spending all your time in the A line, which most people do, spend your time in the T line. Spend all your time there. See what happens when you walk up to a pile of laundry, because it's never going anywhere. It's like opting in to an email list from a company, and then you get the email list from the company, and you're like, why are they sending me so many emails? We have to know that we opted into this life, these children, this spouse. We signed up for all of it. So how do we want to show up? If we want to show up with stress and overwhelm, that's totally fine. That's part of the 50-50. Just know it comes from your thoughts and it doesn't come from the laundry. And that's when life gets super empowering because when you practice this with laundry, which is inanimate, then you can practice with the scale. You can practice with your mother-in-law. You can practice with your sister, with your gritty-gritty grandpappy, with your spouse, with your kids, with your puppy. With your pool, with your house, we'll take it to the next level and bring this all into managing a house. That's a whole other podcast. But this is the fun way to do it. And you can put another chore in the sea line. If laundry is fun for you, put vacuuming. But don't put the word vacuum. Put Dyson. I have a Dyson. That could be the circumstance. Now, what are you going to do with that Dyson? Or you could say there's crumbs on the floor or there's five Cheerios on the floor. Make the sea line very specific and very neutral because then you can play with it. It's kind of like you're playing with Legos. You're like, oh, this fits in well. Oh, this fits in well. 
So playing with this with laundry, you can do it with, you can put anything you want in the seed line, but don't put a loaded word like laundry, vacuuming, mopping, dishwasher in the seed line if it's a weighted word for you. Put 17 cups in the dishwasher. That's your seed line. Put crusted toothpaste on the counter. That's when you know your bathroom needs to be clean. You don't even want to put toothpaste, crusted. Crusted is too weighted, so you just put toothpaste in the sink. See how you can play with this? And you're kind of like playing with Legos. So play with this. Let me know how it works for you. I asked on social media. I'm like, what brings you the greatest stress in life? Does it, is it your spouse? Is it your kids? Is it an extra weight? Is it your messy house? And most people chose messy house. So next week, we're going to take this laundry. That's a small part of our house. We're going to take it to the next level and talk about managing a household and how to do that without stress and overwhelm, but do it from an energy of gratefulness and happiness. It is possible, I promise. If I can do it, you can do it too. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting boot camp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too each and every day. Thanks for listening.